Welcome all sports fans, all listeners across the nation. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, hosted by myself, Carlos Clayton, presented by the Anchor app. Please download the Anchor app to hear my show and many more great content on this app as well. It is the trade deadline, and it is coming up. The trade deadline is going to be very interesting when it's all said and done. But the biggest news is a trade that most likely will not happen. That is the biggest trade of them all. Anthony Davis to the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's the one that's probably not going to happen. But we're not going to just break down the trade that did not happen. But we're going to talk about the ramifications that can happen to this Los Angeles Lakers team and New Orleans Pelicans team. So get ready and relax. And this is Uneducated Sports Talk. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one more day left until the trade deadline. And we kind of got news. We kind of know where things are going, where things are headed. But let's talk about LeBron James and this LA Lakers franchise and where it is going. Did you guys see the straight up beatdown they took from the Indiana Pacers by a score of 136 to 94? Yes, that is 42 points. Did you see how it all played out at the end? Did you see where LeBron James was sitting at? Yeah, nowhere near his teammates. These guys have been told, and we're talking to the Kyle Kuzmas, the Lonzo Balls, the Brandon Ingrams of the world. Guys like Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, they done been there and done that. They've been part of those trades. You know, it, it is, it comes with the territory of playing in the NBA. And in an instance, Playing with LeBron James, these young guys probably heard about it, but now they're getting the big dose of reality of what it is like to play with LeBron James. Of late, he's about winning. And there is nothing wrong with that, but he is about winning. At the end of the day, LeBron James wants to win, and probably his last seven or eight years has been about no matter who it hurts, no matter how many casualties we get on our teams, I'm going to find a way for us to win a championship ASAP. But did you see where he was at the last quarter of that Pacers-Lakers game? At the end of the bench, probably two or three seats separated him and the nearest player. If that doesn't tell you what's going on with this team, nothing else will. It's a complete circus in Los Angeles. Now, it's not all LeBron fault as well. Madden Johnson has a lot to blame for that as well. But these guys, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, these guys have been told their whole entire careers, no, you're really good. You're one of the best guys in the league. Oh, you made it to the NBA. Okay, here we go. Young guys who are now being told you may be traded. Oh, by the way, that trade is most likely not about to happen. How do you think these guys are going to play out? It's not going to be pretty. I can tell you that right now. It's It won't be pretty. It won't be. That was a straight-up beatdown. They took from the Pacers. This team is not together. This isn't veterans. Like I said, Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson. These guys have all been there. They've all done that. They know how it is. But LeBron James, everywhere he has been since his first thing in Cleveland, it's been all about business, all about championships.
no matter who it's going to cause. These guys, look, believe it or not, this is a great nucleus of young talent. Yes, I'm even including Lonzo Ball with this. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Those three guys, great young talents. But when you play with LeBron James, the only one out of those three that will fit with LeBron is Kyle Kuzma. But you're going to need Kyle Kuzma to get the Pelicans' interest. That's not about to happen. The Pelicans want way too much. And if L.A. was really about their life, they would do that. But it's kind of smart to wait if you're L.A. because you have Boston and their picks. They have Jalen Brown. They have Jason Tatum. You want to kind of, you know, uh, we'll see about that. And they have first-round picks. That Memphis pick could be a top-three pick, which could land into a number-one pick. Um, so they have that to look forward to as well. You kind of got to wait. We'll see. We'll see. Because New Orleans said, we don't care if Anthony Davis doesn't like Boston. So what? If Boston is crazy enough to want to get Anthony Davis for a one-year rental, we'll gladly take all their assets and try and build our team. Now, my last episode, I was praising the Pelicans for throwing, up, throwing that out. And I guarantee you the Pelicans are the one that leaked out that source of everyone being traded. It wasn't the Lakers. It wasn't the Lakers that did that. They're not that crazy. I'm, I can guarantee you with the Pelicans that leaked out the sources saying who all the Lakers were going to trade. And if I'm the Pelicans, I'm going with that. That is a great nucleus of young talent. They just got to be in better situations. I think Lonzo Ball playing the two guard basically because LeBron James plays the point takes him out of everything he's done in his life. He's been known as the point guard. He's the six, seven point guard who plays good defense, can set anybody up. He's that guy. But now he's just like anybody else that's playing with LeBron James. You are a spot up jump shooter. So you haven't seen the best of Lonzo Ball yet. You haven't seen the best of Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is not a spot up shooter. He's a guy that loves the 17 foot mid range jumper. He can post up little guys and he can shoot. Uh, he can post up. And shoot over little guys and he can blow past bigger guys he's that guy Kyle Kuzma is the only great fit for LeBron James the only one because he can spot up and hit a three and he can play a stretch four so if I'm the Lakers I'm trying to keep Kyle Kuzma any way I can to play with LeBron James LeBron's on his last leg and the only reason why he's playing basketball in LA is for championships Oh, please believe he went to L.A. for his own agenda when it comes down to after basketball life. That was obvious the moment he landed in L.A. I was like, there's no way you're going to the West and you're looking to, you know, get a championship in a two, three year window. No, he's trying to get a championship now. But that's not his only agenda in L.A. His main agenda is for after his basketball career, which is blatantly obvious. But... LeBron James has alienated the whole entire cast. This isn't Dwayne Wade in Cleveland, you know, guys like J.R. Smith being on a bubble. None of that. Those guys have been there. They're veterans. This is LeBron's first time playing with a bunch of kids. That is how I knew that things were either going to get crazy when it comes down to trades because LeBron wasn't going to sit there and play with these kids the whole entire time. He knows that roster that he's on currently right now will not go nowhere near a championship. Now, I don't know who these kids' agents are, 
when I say kids, I'm talking Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, and uh, Kyle Kuzma, young guys like that. Whoever the, their ages, they should have been told, and I hope they have, that, hey, LeBron is coming on this team, and if things go a little bit sour, be prepared to be a part of trade talks. Just be prepared. As an agent, that's kind of your job, to always put that shoo-shoo, that little whisper inside young guys, especially young guys. The veterans, like I said, they've been there. They've done that. They know what comes with the territory of having a great superstar like LeBron James. We've seen it in Cleveland. His second stint around, they were trading guys left and right. They traded a whole roster last year, including his best friend, Dwayne Wade. If I'm an agent of those guys, I will let them know. No, hey, worst case scenario, we start having a bad year, and you know LeBron's in town. He's going to want someone, a veteran in there. Just be prepared. There could be trade talks, and your name could be in it. I'm guessing that didn't happen. This team straight up quit on LeBron, and then LeBron quit on this team. Now, will it continue in the future? Oh, I really, really, really hope not. But then again, these guys are young. They have two and three years in the league. They're, they haven't they haven't felt this alienated ever, ever. Middle school, high school, college. No one told them, hey, you're just not good enough. No, it takes the best player in the world, LeBron James, to come in there. And he's going to play the role like, oh, I didn't say anything. I mean, these guys just got to keep their head up and stay off of social media, says the person that's on social media the most. You know, he's that person. He's going to act like he's not the bad guy. We all know LeBron James, a little bit of Magic Johnson as well, but they're part of it. There's no line about that. So... This team, and it's going to be interesting because I guarantee you this Anthony Davis trade is not going to happen. The Knicks have a, could have a first-round pick, a first-overall pick maybe. They can, you know, Zion Williamson could be part of this, and the Pelicans can maybe trade AD for Zion. I don't know. I'm just saying there is more interesting things going on than the Lakers because they can always fall back on that Lakers trade. They can always that trade isn't going anywhere. LeBron James is going to be desperate. If he can't get 80, he'll probably try and get him in the summertime. If he can't get him in the summertime, he's going to try and get him after next year if the Pelicans decide to keep 80 on his But you can't keep 80 for that final year. You're going to have to trade him because can you see 80 sitting out? I really hope not, man. Because what's going on with AD is screaming that, man, I, I'm just not a leader. I can't lead. And today's NBA, they made it to where superstars like Anthony Davis can say, I'm not good enough. I need help. And I just don't get that. I mean, it's it kind of breaks my heart that that's happening. I'm just being honest. It kind of breaks my heart to see guys not wanting to be the alpha male, but they, they are rather settled to be the beta, the second guy. And Anthony Davis has all the tools and the talent to be the best player in the league. LeVar Ball went on uh, one of the radio stations. And you know LeVar Ball, that's the, uh, he's the uh, father of Lonzo Ball. You know, he loves to talk. For those who don't know him, he talks a lot. And he was crushing Luke Walton. He was crushing the potential trade to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball. He was crushing Anthony Davis. And look... <laughs> He said Anthony Davis 
is not a winner. Now, his son, he hasn't won anything in the NBA level yet either, so I wouldn't be saying that your son is always a winner. But everyone was saying, how dare he say Anthony Davis is not a proven winner? Well, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, he's kind of right. Tell me, I mean, besides last year, where they swept the Blazers for nothing, but Anthony Davis has been in this league seven years now. And there have been years where they haven't even made it to the playoffs. And you're kind of a generational talent. Anthony Davis has been uh, all-pro, first-team all-pro with the last five years at the center position or the power forward position. And your team hasn't made a splash in anything. Nothing. Now, last year, you got a little bit of help with Boogie Cousins, and he helped out big time the reason why you made the playoffs as a sixth seed. But LeVar, he was right. What has Anthony Davis actually won? And I'm kind of with him. I mean, I'm a big AD fan. I like what he does. But at the same time, it's almost like you're a stat maker. Where is your impact on the game? And that is where you decipher winners and losers. I'm not saying that Anthony Davis is a loser. Not at all. But he isn't a winner in this league. Yes, he won a championship in Kentucky. But there's been plenty of guys who won championships in college. Think about this Villanova team that just won, uh, you know, last year. Can you tell me anyone that's going to be a transitional player in the NBA? None of them. None. They're not. No one's going to be a freaking superstar off that Villanova team that just won. You know. So, I'm like, yeah, you won a championship in college, which is fine, which is dandy. But there's been a lot of guys and a lot of scrubs or a lot of guys who haven't even made it to the NBA who had impacts in college. You're in the NBA now, and you haven't won anything but you're a top-five player. That tells me you are not a winner. That tells me that you don't want to be the alpha. And the way he is basically crying himself into a Lakers jersey, he wants to be the beta. He wants to be the one to play under LeBron James. But I'll tell you this, though. Hey, you will reap what you sow. LeBron James has turned the best big men into stretch fours. You know, I'm telling you, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, they made their name 17 and 15 foot and lower in the league. And then you, you play with LeBron James and now you're shooting 28 foot threes. I think Bosh and Kevin Love are much better three-point shooters than Anthony Davis. So just good luck with that. I wouldn't want to just race over there to L.A. But this team is discombobulated. Luke Walton, and I feel bad for Luke uh, because... One, you're not the Matt Johnson's or the uh, GM's uh, or the president's hand-picked coach. You're not. You're not. You're not their their guy. They basically kept you because they felt like, huh? We need a scapegoat just in case things go sour. Luke Walden knows that. So when your coach isn't happy, and now your players aren't happy, and then your superstar LeBron James isn't happy, this is going to be very interesting. Because they still have the talent, a.k.a. LeBron James, to push for a playoff run. But do they have the right attitude? LeBron James, if he wants to make this work just for the sake of being competitive for the rest of the year, he's going to have to go to these young guys. He's going to have to. Will he? I, I really doubt it. 
but he's going to have to call a team meeting and he's got to let these young guys know okay yes you guys names were part of the, the trade trading block trade deadline but this trade didn't go down and we are all still part of a team you know that's the only way I, I can't but I don't see LeBron James doing that so this team could just be dysfunctional for the rest of the year they'll play well at home every team plays well at home but you've seen a road game like this against a Patriots team that isn't all that really really good I mean they're out uh, Victor Oladipo their main guy is his, his out but they were putting on a light show on these boys I can see that happening all year one this Lakers team you know they're showing their true defensive identity over the last you know when we know LeBron James hasn't played he didn't play like 18 games with him but their true identity is showing and Lakers fans be careful what you wish for you want LeBron James this is what comes with LeBron James this isn't Kobe Bryant, who is a die-hard Lakers fan. LeBron James, by any means, by no means, is a die-hard Lakers fan. He is not. He is here for a reason. To do my four years, hopefully I get one championship, and then I'm out. I'm starting my Hollywood career. And I don't think Lakers fans really grasped that idea. They, they saw the name, LeBron James, but they didn't see what's coming with it. They didn't really look into the future. You did you really see this roster and think that you guys are going to go ahead and win 65 games and go to the Western Conference Finals? Because a lot of people were saying that. I was like, man, this team could probably win 44 games, maybe get a seven seed. That's how I was feeling with this, this roster. Lonzo Ball, what are you going to turn him into a spot up three point shooter? It's not about to happen. Oh, by the way, you got Rajon Rondo in there as well. Well, LeBron's going to need the ball a lot more than Rajon Rondo. Uh, where's Roger? Where's Roger gonna play? Okay, uh, Lance Stevenson as well. He's the kind of guy that needs the ball in his hands a lot too. What is he gonna do? Oh, okay. He's not a standstill three-point shooter himself. It wasn't gonna work from the start. Oh, but they made one trade though. One trade did go down for the Lakers though. Uh, they got Reggie Bullock from the Pistons. Yeah, um, he is a really good three-point shooter this year. Right now, he's thirty-nine percent. He shoots about six threes a game, so he's making about two and a half maybe uh, yeah about two and a half threes a game and he's a he's a really good spot of three point shooter that's not gonna help the Lakers though it is not about to help the Lakers at all I mean well it can help a little bit in the sense that a spot of three point shooter is what LeBron needs I'm pretty sure Reggie Bullock got the, the news was like oh man I gotta go with this I mean it's already chaos in Detroit now I gotta roll with this even more chaotic team with the Lakers, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and just in just a minute, we're gonna break down all the uh, major trades that went down uh, in just a, a few more minutes. But we're still talking about LeBron James and the potential shot of the Lakers getting Anthony Davis, which I believe is not going to happen. The trade deadline is tomorrow, and it's gonna be very interesting because, like I said, they're not getting Anthony Davis. They had to go another route, but. With all this being leaked out, man, it's kind of like it's tough because if you're a young kid and you're you're getting the news that you're not good enough, these are twenty year olds, nineteen year olds, twenty one year olds, and their first eighteen years of their career, they've been told that you're the best or you're really really damn good, and now they're getting the news that you're you're not that good. You know, we're gonna trade you because we want something better. I think Luke Walton's going to take the fall. I, 
is, is it me? I, I don't see Luke making it. If they continue on a bad stretch, say they lose for the next five or six games, I, I think Luke Walton is done after the All-Star break. I can almost guarantee you that. And what they'll do is they'll get the assistant coach, and he'll he'll be the assistant for the rest of the year, whoever that is. Uh, Brian Shaw, I believe they have Brian Shaw be the assistant coach. And then they'll go for that kind of big-name coach. Who would you like? But as a coach, it's going to be kind of tough to coach that, that LeBron James team. Are you going to get Tyronn Lue? I don't know, man. They might bring Tyronn Lue back in. But I I can guarantee you, Luke Walton, if he la- if he lasts the season, he won't be back next year. That is a hundred percent guarantee because he will be the scapegoat unless they have a drastic turnaround. But if they make the playoffs and get bounced out in the first round, which could likely happen, or just say they don't make the playoffs, it is over, it is done. And I'm on the record, even if this trade goes down. They will have lost everybody. You're still not going to win. I can't care unless you have AD and LeBron on your team. I don't care. The best players to play with LeBron have been two guards, scoring two guards, and three-point shooters, spot of three-point shooters. Those are the best guys to play with. Anthony Davis is none of the above. Anthony Davis is a big guy who likes to post up and shoot 15-foot jumpers. I can't see that going well with LeBron. Pick and roll, yes, you can pick and roll, but... LeBron doesn't play that pick and roll stuff like that and throw it to the big man. LeBron kicks out for threes. I'm not going to kick it to you for a 17-foot jumper. This is not about to happen. It's not LeBron's game. So the, if the trade goes down, I mean, are the Lakers really that going to be that good? Because that means you have lost Kuzma. You've lost maybe Rajon Rondo. You've lost uh, Ball. And you've lost Brandon Ingram. You've lost a big core. You, AD, and a bunch of non-threats what you gonna do get some three-point shooters from the streets you know it's not gonna happen overnight so if the trade goes down it won't be a success i can that's what i'm trying to tell people maybe next year but not this year uh next year you can kind of get pieces together maybe go after somebody huge but this what a way to if i'm a lakers fan i'm mad right now i'm mad we've got the greatest guy on the planet and he's basically sabotaging, sabotaging our team, which could potentially sabotage the season. You don't want to be that franchise that has the greatest player on the planet right now, and you might not make the playoffs. You weren't thinking that. You were thinking, okay, cool. First year with LeBron James, we're not winning the championship, but man, we made the playoffs, win a couple rounds, probably get to the Western Conference Finals and get blown out by the Golden State Warriors. But that's cool. That's the start, though, because next year is our year. Now you start to think, man, can we even make the playoffs? Playoffs? You're thinking that. You don't want to have the best guy on the planet. And you don't even, you're not even a threat. Because remember, they started off very well and LeBron caught that growing injury. And with the growing injury, they went 6-12. and 12. 18 games, he's out. Look, what can you expect, man? It is, it's not a great lineup. When LeBron James is out the best player, you're not going to have, you know, those games where you do good. But a lot of that was no Lonzo Ball, but which is no excuse, though. I mean, but Lonzo is a difference maker in some sort of way, but he's been out with injury. And then over the last, I don't know, seven, eight of those games, trade talks. 
And these are young guys. You know, these are young guys hearing about, we might just trade your ass. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't care how old you are. If you're a veteran, you can handle it a whole lot better because you know the business. You've been there. You've done that. But for these young guys, and they're all pretty freaking good. They're all good. But to be known that you're not good enough for LeBron James. Yeah, I'm not talking LeBron James. I don't care how good you are, dog. I mean, I understand that you're the best player on the planet, but, man, you you trying to kick me out. You let him know I'm not good enough. Good God. So, like I keep saying, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with this with this non-trade because they have basically alienated one another. And they're, like, it's going to be tough. One, you're playing the West, man. This isn't the East where it's a cupcake. Think about it. Over the last, since LeBron has dominated, playing for Cleveland, playing for Miami, especially when he started Miami, you know, you 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 leave Cleveland. So Cleveland's out the out the table. Chris Bosh leaves Toronto. Well, they suck now. That was just two teams that just went down the toilet because they joined forces in Miami with Dwayne Wade. So I'm saying that the East is a whole lot easier. This is the West where every night. Every night is <laughs> it's gonna be a tough night for you guys, man. And this season's not going well. But Lakers fans, they they, they just they thought, man, okay, we're not gonna well, the, the obnoxious one felt like they're gonna win the, the NBA Finals. That was not about to happen at all. But the real Lakers fan who saw LeBron ain't there, they say, you know, we can make it to a Western Conference Final. Yeah, we get beat by the Warriors, but it's fine though. It's, it's a stepping stone. Now you're to the point, you might not even make the playoffs. If you do, you're probably a 6, 7, 8 seed and get bumped out in the first round most likely. Because LeBron James said, you know what? I don't like this squad. And it's kind of obvious. You Just wait a year, man. Just wait a year. But he wants to win, win now. And he's been that type of dude. Um, you know, you, you saw it on the end of the bench. He's like, you know what? These, y'all young punks don't want to uh, work hard? Fine. Well, I'm not going to talk to y'all. That's, that, that, that was his attitude. And LeBron James has been doing that kind of stuff all of his career. We have to find out. AD's not going. I, I, I just had a feeling that nothing's going on. I mean, I'll be shocked if AD is traded to L.A. for those guys. But something has to give. Because if he's not, it's going to be a rough year for those Lakers and the Lakers fans and the Lakers GM and the Lakers brand as a whole. Coming up. Break down everything that happened to trade that line today. Welcome back, all sports fans. Everyone listening around the nation, this is Uneducated Sports Talk. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton. This is presented by the Anchor app. Download the Anchor app to where you can hear my show, Uneducated Sports Talk, to get all the current news of all sports, basketball, football, baseball, all the above. Yeah. Anchor app. Download that. We're back now talking about the trade deadline. Uh, we just had a big conversation about Anthony Davis and the, him most likely not going to the Lakers. Yeah. Let's talk about trades that actually went down. Uh, we talked about Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington going to the Suns and then you know, Ryan Anderson going to the Heat. That, that trade went down. That's just petty stuff for cap space. Both of those teams aren't going anywhere. 
Miami might be trying for one last push to make it to the playoffs and to do something in the playoffs, but they're not really doing anything. They're not going to scare anybody in the playoffs, I'll tell you that. And the Suns, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> the Suns, they, they try to get Lonzo Ball. They try to make an attempt, but LeVar kind of shot that down. Like my, I mean, uh, LeVar shot the New Orleans factor down, but I don't know if he's going to Phoenix or not. I, I really doubt that happens. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if I heard, hey, Phoenix makes a trade for Lonzo Ball and probably gives him a first-round pick or something. I wouldn't be shocked. I actually like Lonzo Ball in Phoenix, playing that true point guard role uh, and put, you know, put someone else at the two guard. I like that, but we'll see. Uh, but the biggest trade that went down in uh, the trade deadline, as of right now, because, you know, AD is still out there, <laughs> but the biggest trade that went down was obviously Tobias Harris going from the LA Clippers to the uh, to the Sixers. That trade, I like it. Do I love it? Don't love it. I like it for the present but I really love it for the future and here's why Tobias Harris skill set who does it remind you of is it Ben Simmons no Joel Embiid nope oh he kind of plays like a Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler's been on eight teams in eight months it feels like it but they're planning for the future okay Jimmy Butler we understand if you don't want to be with us we have your replacement and that replacement is Tobias Harris who, by the way, probably fits the 76ers a whole lot more better than Jimmy Butler. I'm just being honest. He shoots better, and he doesn't mind being that third guy. I'm telling you, he's not going to mind. Jimmy Butler kind of minds. In time, Jimmy Butler thinks he is the alpha dog. But you keep being a coach killer, a player killer, a team killer. It's nice when you're traded to teams. That's fine. But if you're a big free agent, who the hell is gonna want you as a as a general manager, as a as a franchise? No one's gonna want a team killer, a player killer, a coach killer. No one's gonna want that. You're not LeBron James. Sorry, we we <laughs> we can handle LeBron's headaches because he performs every day on the court. We know we're gonna get Jimmy Butler. There's been times where he scored 38 points in one game, then the next game he scores nine. I've seen it happen. So I, I understand why they got Tobias Harris. His skill sets are like Jimmy Butler. Although, I'm telling you, he's not as good as Jimmy. Jimmy's still a better player, but the better fit in Philadelphia is Tobias Harris. Now, it could work out for this year as well, but they're smarter. They're thinking about the future. We want, and Tobias Harris has a couple years on his contract. We want to make sure that Jimmy Butler does leave us. That we got back and playing right there, so I respect that. Now, what I don't like is that they they did give him one of their, you know, a key three-point shooter, which is uh, Shalmet, the kid from Wichita State. He can hit threes, and he is damn good at that, that skill set. They need that because they had Marco uh, Bellinelli, and they had, well, they had J.D. Reddick still. But those guys, you know, were keys to that team. And they lost Bellinelli, which is, I thought was a big loss. But the Sean McKeon, man, he can hit threes. And now the Clippers, who all of a sudden, they're thinking about the big pitcher as well. The Clippers, think about this. All the cap space they will have next year would be a ton of cap space. Tobias Harris actually cost a pretty penny. Cost a pretty penny. They have space to get a couple guys, a couple big-time guys. Now, I'm not going to speculate anything, but 
I'm saying I can see a Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers because Kawhi ain't going to the Lakers. So that was that was a good move for the Clippers as well, and the Clippers could still make damage and still make some noise in this year's playoffs. Lou Williams is no joke, so I respect the trade. You put more shooters on there now. Shawman, who can just straight up hit the three. I love the way he shoots. I love it. So I see why they went that route. No complaints for me. Um, Thaw Maker, very disappointed in Milwaukee. He wants to be out. When being used and when having an opportunity last year, Thaw Maker was like he could be a star. Maybe not an all-star, but just a star. Someone someone who's nice for a team. Who can contribute and do damage, you know. He looked good. But for some reason, I guess Milwaukee's been playing well and they want to keep that chemistry going and Thawmaker wasn't really part of that. The lineup or part of the rotation as much as he would like. My thing, if it's working, it's working. That's fine. Everything seems to be working in, uh, you know, Milwaukee right now. They're first place in the East, so I don't blame them for, you know, sticking with their guns. But Thom, he publicly said he doesn't. He wants to be traded. Well, he got his wish. Thawmaker goes to Detroit, and Detroit is sending Stanley Johnson. Both of these guys were like lottery picks over the last couple years, so it's kind of like an even trade. Thawmaker he could help out Detroit, but I believe Stanley Johnson can definitely help out Milwaukee. He's one of those in-betweener guys. He can hit enough threes to make you want to guard him out there, but at the same time, he can blow past you with a pump fake and. You got to respect him from the three. You don't have to fear him, but you can respect him from the three a little bit. You know, I think it's a good pick for Milwaukee. They need a more stretched out guys who can shoot besides Chris Middleton. Because uh, Giannis is not that guy. He's not going to be able to shoot a three anytime soon in his life. So those are kind of the big trades that sort of went down uh, today and over the last couple of days. I'm very interested to see how it actually ends tomorrow. We'll find out. But I think the the biggest winners of this trade deadline so far might be the Pelicans. <laughs> For not giving him 80 as of right now, maybe. Uh, you know, he's going to be dealt, whether it be this year or next year. He's going to be dealt. That's no problem. But you know, we'll find out what's going on. I'm very, very interested how it's going to end. Teams that might need to do something. Looking at maybe the Spurs. Uh, who are trying to fight. Uh, maybe Philadelphia's been doing things all year. Maybe Toronto might might try and get someone to, you know, because they have a one-year deal with Kawhi Leonard, and they're trying to make the most out of it. And I don't blame them. That was a great pickup. We'll talk about that later on. But that was a great pickup for the uh, Raptors. You know, getting Kawhi Leonard. I, I really loved it. That was, that was it was ballsy. It was gutsy. Yes, you got it for one year, but hell, you're the Raptors. You know, you'll, you'll take Kawhi Leonard for one year. And as of right now, they're number two in the East, I believe, and they could easily make it to the NBA Finals. And say you get there and you lose, well, you know what? Yeah, had a hell of a run. So I do respect what uh, the, the general manager uh, and the president did by getting that trade. So that was you know, awesome. But I, I see the Spurs making a move. Um, you know, I also see, like I said, Toronto making a move as well, trying to get something uh, for this one-year run they have with Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let uh, guys comment down below. Comment down in the comment section if you got uh, anything to ask. You know, 
Hit me up with that. I'll be glad to answer your questions, man. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, hosted by myself, Carlos Clayton, presented by the Anchor app. Sports fans, guys, know what time it is. I will see you guys probably tomorrow. We'll talk more NBA news and trade day line, and we'll talk about uh, the NFL. Yeah, that's how we do it. So, all sports fans, know what time it is. Stay smart, stay uneducated. Peace.